the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joined by Byron York. Byron, of course, is with the Washington Examiner on Fox News. Before I go to my specific questions, Byron, I always like to be asked when I am a guest on someone's show, what's on your mind more than any other story? You know, um, in the last uh, day, I decided to take a break from uh, what is happening now and move to another uh, really horrendous story. Um, Don't know if you saw a piece in the Washington Post about this dramatic increase in crime in Minneapolis. No. Uh, Just a huge, uh, huge increase in the number of murders, carjackings, assaults. And it's happening, murders up 50 percent, 500 people have been shot, the highest number in more than a decade, Uh, 4,600 violent crimes. And people are are finding that when they call 911, uh, it takes a long time for police to come, and maybe they don't come at all, in part because police are retiring in record numbers. Huge numbers are retiring. Now, this is happening just months after the city council voted unanimously to defund the police. And uh, that got a lot of attention. A lot of Democrats tried to back away from that. Uh, And indeed, the effort to actually defund the police in Minneapolis has all but collapsed. Um, But amid this crime surge, uh, the city council voted $500,000 in emergency funding to hire temporary officers to try to get them through the end of the year try to respond to some of these uh, calls for violence crime, so uh, violent crime reports. So I think what we're seeing is progressive governance actually getting a chance to work uh, in Minneapolis and turning into an absolute disaster. Uh, and we're also seeing uh, the, the fact that a number of Republicans raised the defund the police issue um, in, these, in the midterms, not the midterms, in the congressional elections we just had. Uh, that, that was a smart thing to do. This is a serious issue with incredibly serious consequences. So you know, both Warnick I, and Ossoff are defund the police people in well, Georgia. And this is what happens when you defund the police. Or it what happens, it's what happens when you announce your intention to defund the police, because a lot of police officers who say, well, I plan to stay here a couple more years, uh, but now you know, they're going to get rid of us anyway, so it's time to retire when I can get my benefits. Um, I mean, this and has when the you know Byron, when the police are not there, I can remember like yesterday sitting in my um, I didn't I used to be doing television on a nightly basis in L.A., but I didn't drive up until four o'clock in the afternoon. But I was sitting in my living room when Reginald Denny was beaten senseless after the Rodney King verdict and the police mm-hmm. did not come. And the fact that the police did not come acted as a signal to the bad guys in the city of Los Angeles and it burned. If the police do not come and the uh, the two percent or three percent of the of the city that is sociopathic and criminal inclined, 
see that the police do not come, they come. That's what happened. And that's what happens. It sounds like it's happening in Minneapolis. You get more reports of crimes that are not answered. You get more crimes for exactly the reason you just said. And that's what we're seeing uh, in Minneapolis. And, you know, most of these things happened. And this this increase has completely happened in the aftermath of the George Floyd death. Uh, And that just emboldened. Uh, a number of people in the city council who defund the police idea had been floating around before. It didn't just, you know, arrive this year. Uh, it emboldened them to to try this. And the, the city council actually voted unanimously to do it. And well, I look forward to, to I want your report on that. Yeah, I can't wait to do that. a more holistic group. There now, I go. do want to ask you about a different story that you reported. Yes. Here's my big fear. My concern is that Judge Emmett Sullivan has been trying to run out the clock on General Flynn and cover up his uh, abuse of power and his misuse of the bench and his robe by forcing Donald Trump to pardon General Flynn, who has been wrongly accused and wrongly pled and who does not have a case against him. But the D.C. Circuit returned it to Judge Sullivan, who has not yet ruled on the motion. I think he's going to try and force Trump to pardon Flynn, thereby obscuring his own perfidy, what is, you know, and I think Sidney Powell is wrong, wrong, wrong on Dominion, but she's right, right, right on Flynn. What is your assessment of that situation, Byron? I agree with you on Sidney Powell. I think she's done great work on Michael Flynn, and not just in the Flynn case, but in telling all of us, revealing to all of us, uh, a lot that was going on that we didn't know. Um, I've, I've had the same thought about Judge Sullivan, that he's clearly going to run out the clock. Uh, then if, if uh, the Biden Justice Department will obviously drop its efforts to drop the case against Flynn, and it will be back to score one. Um, my feeling is the most important thing uh, at this point is to not leave uh, General Flynn himself hanging out there. And uh, I would expect the president to give him a full pardon yes. and just get rid of this as an issue for uh, General Flynn. So, you know, if that means that Sullivan can just kind of close the book and say, oh, I did everything uh, properly and just move on, well, then so be it, because the important thing here is to end this insanity that has... um, Well, Byron, I, 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 I understand that, but General Flynn has pursued this for a reason. He wants to be exonerated and a pardon while it wipes the slate clean does not exonerate. And I believe that the D.C. Circuit and the Supreme Court ought to move expeditiously to rebuke Judge Sullivan because the the predicate he has laid down here is horrific. A judge keeping a law. It's never happened to my knowledge in the United States ever that a federal district court judge has kept alive a non-viable prosecution for the purpose of vindictively punishing an innocent man. It's never happened before. And I know the D.C. Circuit wanted Judge Sullivan to fix his own mess and accept his own medicine, but he won't do it. He's a stubborn, I think he's an out-of-control, power-hungry judge. And I I think they're allowing the entire D.C. Circuit to be tarnished by this. I agree that the the, um, higher court judges seem to be saying, let's just give him some time to work, to work out his issues, uh, and he'll come around, and he'll finally grant the Justice Department this move to drop the prosecution against Flynn and everybody, including, I kind of thought that too. Um, and 
everybody, including me, has been surprised at the fact that this has turned into what appears to be a vendetta uh, on his part. So, I, I look, I agree that there should be a process to reveal and, if necessary, punish behavior here. Um, but the important thing, you know, January 20 is going to come around pretty fast. And uh, before noon on that day, I would expect the president to pardon Flynn. So my question, judicial vendetta is the problem. It's unprecedented. Uh, if you have access to uh, Attorney Powell, I know she's busy on Lou Dobbs' show with, with theories I do not support. But I, I would like to know if they're going to make another emergency run up to the D.C. Circuit or if the DOJ is going to try and do that. Because uh, a judicial vendetta is truly unprecedented. And it's scary, Byron. It's scary. Judges ought not... To have this authority, it's like Javert in Les Mis. You don't want people like this running around. <laughs> Remember Javert in Les Mis? That was talked about all through the Ken Starr investigation. The, uh, it was the cliche in the press to refer to uh, Starr as uh, Javert. Uh, but, of course, Starr wasn't a judge at that time. He didn't have the power to actually make rulings in his case, as Sullivan does. Look, the 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 the... The appeals court judges may say, as, as time ticks down, it's only November right now, but as January begins, you're right. They may say, wow, uh, it looks like Judge Sullivan is not going to clean up his mess here, uh, so maybe we should. That's it. Look, if the Flynn case ends that way, great, but the Flynn case has to end. Yeah, and I don't think the president will leave. He's not going to leave 1600 Pennsylvania with Michael Flynn screwed. In fact, I would expect to see other pardoned of players out there. Rick Gates got screwed by this thing. Uh, Michael Flynn. Paul Manafort has tax issues, and I don't know if he's going to pardon those. Uh, I doubt Michael Cohen, who was in jail because of cab issues, is going to get pardoned. But anyone prosecuted by the Comey McCabe uh, uh, clique, is not going to walk out of this, is not going to get left behind by this president, I don't think, Byron. One minute to you. I agree. Some of the, the process crimes, uh, Papadopoulos, uh, Flynn, that uh, came as a result of this, Gates. I agree with you completely. Yeah. Uh, but everybody should remember, as far as the Manafort uh, conviction is concerned, and the Gates to some degree, uh, it was tax evasion. It was, it was evading taxes on millions of dollars in income. And the same with... with um, I, I don't believe that's correct about Gates, Byron. I believe Gates is a purely processed crime for changing grand jury testimony. With Cohen, it was, again, evading taxes. Yes, on that's different. dollars in income from his taxi medallion. Yeah. Um, and it's often said that he went, you know, went to jail uh, for lying to Congress. Unlikely he would have gone to jail for very long for doing that. Almost no one does. Uh, tax evasion is a different thing. I agree. I agree completely. And that watch that space. Byron York, good to speak with you as always. Fascinating on the Twin Cities. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Political analyst and poll watcher Nate Silver recently mocked political prediction markets, accusing them of being delusional and out of touch with reality. 
But when you look back at the 2020 election, the prediction markets were a better gauge on the outcome than nearly all of the elite polling outlets. While pundits pointed to polls that showed a massive Biden lead, prediction markets thought the election outcome was closer to a toss-up. In Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio, Biden's support was vastly overstated by the polling industry. In Florida, polls said Trump would lose. The market said he would win. He won by over 3%. The success of betting markets is not some great mystery. They harness the power of the profit motive. Pollsters and pundits almost never get fired for bad predictions. But futures markets punish bad predictions. It's time we pay less attention to pollsters and more attention to markets. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.